Welcome to, to another episode of, of the Driving the to the <laughs> your, your puppy dog's like, well, something's wrong here. Driving to the res. With Larry and Inelia. <laughs> okay, that's our fun. That's our fun, yeah. We don't have a great long, huge intro. We don't. We don't have music and funny bells or anything. We might get some. Hmm. No, let's not. No. Let's talk about what's on our mind instead. Super interesting, fascinating conversation that Larry started earlier today. Actually, a few minutes ago. And all earlier, I did text you. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah. Today I was painting boat with Dan. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, quite the expert at uh, painting boat, I might say. Yeah. And uh, we were thinking about and had listened to a podcast, actually, from a, a lady who was, well, she worked at CNN, she worked at CBS or whatever, all these, all New York Times, that kind of stuff. She was a reporter, and she became frustrated because she encountered something she called manufactured consent, and she was under the impression that news was to create an informed consent. Those were her words. In other words, here's the data, make up your mind, instead of, um, manufactured consent is you tell the here's the idea that we're going to make you think and here's the data to support it so the only data you have access to is that which brings you to the answer they wish for you to have mm -hmm. that's the purpose of censorships and things like that so that was what we had been talking about in our truck or car ride to the to the boat this morning which is three hours by the way <laughs> we have plenty of time for great conversations uh, not as good as driving to the reds <laughs> but pretty darn good if we had recorded those podcasts. Those would be three-hour conversations, boys to boys, about painting boats and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> anyway, what that brought me to when I got home tonight was uh, to talk to Fred about the genesis of his having made his mind up about something like masks or vaccines, you know, corona thing in March or April or whenever it was... Uh, March, I think, was on starting. Because both he and I had come to the same conclusions about the corona stuff and the masks and pandemics and, and what was going on. But what we were trying to find out was how it was that we came up to that conclusion. Because something like maybe 7 billion people, I don't know, I couldn't count. I just guess. 4 billion, 2 billion. How many billion people came up with a completely opposite certainty? that the pandemic thing was a serious problem and you better wear a mask and you've got to get that shot as soon as you can. So, I mean, we came to two different conclusions with access to basically the same data. So how was it that we made our minds up? What was it that we made our informed consent or were we actually... Manufactured consent? Manufactured to a position, right? Mm -hmm. those, are the, those are the questions we were talking about. And when, I ta when Fred brought up he brought up, when was the last time you watched mainstream news, CNN, or any of that? I was like, honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> so Years. that's what it was. I was like, yeah, but I have a lot of friends who, you know, don't watch anything but Netflix, and they're pretty solid maskers. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. it, it isn't just that. Isn't There's got to be more to that, mm. more to it than that. And then I remembered when you brought up the some time ago, a few years ago probably, to... Play, pay very, very close attention to the five people you spend the most time with, whether they're people that you 
live with, or you read, or you watch their content, or you listen to their podcasts, or whatever, the five people that you listen to and interact with the most will have the most impact on your reality. Mm-hmm. Those who you're co-creating your reality with. So I thought that might have been a large part of it. Fred had the opinion that it's, yeah, that's possible, but you know he wasn't really on Walk With Me Now a lot, not paying attention to the forum, and he still came up with the same conclusions. So, at the end of our conversation, I thought that maybe you and I could talk about it. Or rather, I could simply do this. Ask you, hey, honey. (laughs) Hey, honey. (laughs) Can can you be that rock in the middle of this raging river? Because we did share that experience, which was when we explored life, you know, a decade ago, five years ago. I don't know how many years ago now. I'm starting to lose literal, literal time. Lineal? Lineal time? <laughs> yeah, lineal time isn't as like solid as it used to be. But some time ago, when I had a separate life, I used to go exploring the world and get in this river of all kinds of strange ideas with all kinds of strange people. Mm-hmm. And I would forget which way was up. And so I would jump on a rock in the middle of this stream and I would say or read some of your um, stuff. Maybe do a Century 101 course, or I might read an article or something. I would maybe even um, send have a email. class or send you an email or <laughs> somehow or other get on the rock. And then I could hear, oh, that's up. Got it. I got it. It's like have a breath, look around. Okay, I know which way is up again. Then jump back in the river and try not to get lost again. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Fred had the same experience. He says, yeah, I go out there and take all these glasses. I get my head spun around sideways and not know which way was up anymore. And then I jump on that rock and listen to Anelia stuff for a minute. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's right. Because you have a very good way of making things clear. And uh, so can you clear this up? <laughs> <laughs> can I clear up why you came to a different conclusion? And Fred also. And Fred also. Than some billion other people who have the same data. Mm-hmm. So when I was in school, I was, I think, 14. No, I was about 15. And uh, a drama troupe came to the school to give uh, drama lessons and English lessons to the class. We were in the senior class at the time. And... Um, I remember the, we were all in the hall, the whole class was there, and the actors were doing an exercise with us, like mime or something, in a circle. And then suddenly two of them started fighting really hard. And they got quite aggressive with each other, physical in fact. And one of them kind of ended up on the floor quite allegedly seriously injured. And I was watching all this, and I was watching the people that were... Uh, all the children, other children, and some of them panicked and ran and stuff like that. And then um, one of them asked, uh, come in and said, what What the hell happened here? What was going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the actors said, well, this happened. And the actor was very authoritative about what happened. I was watching and this person came in and did this and this and the other and I was like wait a minute that didn't happen (laughs) that did not happen 
right? Mm-hmm. And then they pointed at one of the students and said, "You tell me what ha- what did you see? Was that correct?" And the student said, "Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly what happened." And said, "Can you give more details?" And the person gave details, and it was like completely untrue. And the circle went on, and everybody was agreeing. And then it came to my turn, right? Yeah. And I said. That is a lot of BS. None of that happened. This is what actually happened. This, this, and this, and the other. And the actor sort of looked at me and then asked the person next to me, right? Mm-hmm. And that person looked around and said what they said. Not what you said? Not what, you, what I said, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, everybody finished and says, okay, so normally this works really well, but today we have an odd one out. Odd one out. But... This is what the group consensus is about, or agreement. When an authority figure tells you X, Y, Z, everybody believes it, and it, they don't trust their own eyes. So the only person here who said what actually happened is Inelia. All of you just parroted what the authority said. Right. Right. And everybody went, whoa, and then two or three put their hands and said, yeah, I saw it too, but I thought I was wrong. I you must I have wrong. seen it wrong, huh? Yeah, because nobody, but when she said it, I thought, well, I saw that too, but I didn't stand up for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was all an exercise on the group mind or group thing or whatever you want to call it. People that... Group think? Yeah, they, they, they will say whatever it is the majority says or the authority says. They don't trust themselves or they don't want to be different. Right. So when this started happening, the social engineers of the time right now would put people of great authority to give the information out about what is what with regards to the pandemic. Right. And it caught. I mean, they've been trying to do it for years now, but it never caught before. Not quite this, like this, definitely. Because they've been practicing it. They're making it better and better and better, right? Right. And what I saw was, my. I have little alarm bits, right? And maybe yep. this is what you did too. Um, when, I, when I see laws being passed that take away people's rights, I know it's a lie. I know whatever they're saying, it's a lie. You mentioned 9-11. The moment I, I s- realized that was a lie, it wasn't immediately when I saw the thing happening. It was when they put in an emergency meeting and took away people's rights. That's when I knew this is manufactured. And that's when I started researching and that's when I found the information that, yes, indeed, it's manufactured. right? Because that information was out... Split, like, 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 it's like that. Like, just like that. It was instant. It was out with the other. Mm-hmm. Both of them were s- released at the same time. And this time, with the pandemic, it was a very similar process. But I also had the dates because I knew that the split was coming. Yeah, you already knew something's coming. Something. I didn't know split. how it was going to happen. It's a physical split. Not and sure I how knew it was that yeah. the light workers had to unite. I knew they had to get new work structures. I knew they had to get new educational systems. Yeah. I knew they had to get their own communication systems and their own transport systems. I knew this the October before, even a year before I'd been telling people to start that work. And mm-hmm. in October, it was like, okay, I'll just I'll just tell them to do it. I'll just stop <laughs> suggesting it. Right? 
and just say, do it. I remember those videos. We were in the middle of the forest. It was different, yeah. They were very different to everything they were completely in Italy. Different, done. Yeah. yeah. Totally different than anything you've ever done. And it was nice to have you finally just say it out. You know, it's like, okay, just do this instead of the other, which is lead you to the conclusion of your own. You lead, mm -hmm. This one was like, hey, okay, enough. Just do it. Mm -hmm. So I knew there was something coming, and I knew yeah. it was soon, and you had to be done quickly, right? And yeah, sure enough, after a few months, the whole thing started, the whole, uh, the entire tale of the, the split started happening. Um, but yeah, as soon as the rights started being taken away from people, then I was... That was like confirmation. Oh, confirmation, yeah. Because that's your tell, huh? Mm -hmm. That's my tell. That's an easy tell. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, it's an easy tell. Because, I mean, for your own safety, I'm going to lock you up. Exactly. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. And then when I watched some of those videos of all the hundreds of um, trucks leaving some city, I can't remember where, because the morgues were full and they were taken out into the country, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, those are just trucks. Then There's nothing in those trucks. And it's the same trucks going over and over. It wasn't even more than three trucks. It was the three trucks in like in a loop, you know, like a gift loop. Yeah. It was like that. And I thought, hmm, okay. And then I looked at another type of evidence, how many people in the hospital, and they would be talking about the hospital from the outside, and there was nothing shown inside. Mm -hmm. It's like that suspect. It's like when... There's a saying on in the I can't remember it's a selfies or internet or games. If there's no photo, it didn't happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. If there isn't a video, it didn't happen. Yeah. And that's the thing. There was no actual video. There was no actual footage of all these things being true, and I knew they were not. Remember that one we watched of the nurse in Italy, where Oliver people had people in there that were sick and they, they were died. putting them on the ventilators and doing a strange they had a strange um, Put them on their thing that they had to do with them. Mm -hmm. It was their protocol that they had to do and she said at the end of it, she's like I, I just feel like it's something we're doing because they them, yeah. yeah, we're killing them. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, yeah. There were so many 9-11 moments, though. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one. It's like no. over and over and over again. Anyone with a, any desire to look could find... Anybody who kind of has, chosen has chosen to not step into the, to fear, paradigm into the fear paradigm will see it clearly. Oh. And it doesn't have to be big. <clears throat> it's just the fear paradigm, really. Yes. If you're afraid, then the things that you'll find will... Support, support your chosen chosen your path, chosen path. Got which it. is the fear path right. right and if you didn't i mean you can find the same support 100,000 percent yep yeah. absolutely just listening to another doctor just a little while ago there are so many of them yeah and they aren't the doctors that are following the dictates they're like i looked this didn't make sense i investigated and this is what i found mm -hmm. and what i found was xyz Right. And it's not what they're saying, and I don't understand why. Why? Why am I ostracized for saying this is the data that I see? Right. <laughs> they're they're right. mystified, right? Because you know they're not every doctor is just a follow the order doctors. There's a lot of doctors who want to be healers, and you know. yeah. At the, at the end of the day, yeah, 
It doesn't matter if you have one piece of evidence or a thousand for or against. It doesn't. The person will choose whatever supports their choice. They made the choice in 2011. They had all these years to change their mind. And both ways. And eventually now people will see the evidence and believe whatever it is that supports their choice. Fear paradigm or sovereign paradigm. But the two cannot mix. It's one or the other. So the answer to the original question is why is because fear doesn't rule my life. Exactly. That's what. The, that's the why, exactly. So that is the why. You had chosen the sovereign paradigm, the empowered paradigm, not the fear paradigm. And therefore, it doesn't matter whether it was one piece of evidence or a thousand pieces of it, it data with evidence. Didn't matter. You already made your choice, and therefore you could see the truth, according to you. The truth for the non-fear paradigm. Exactly. The sovereign paradigm has a set of truths associated yes. with it. Yes. The fear paradigm also has a set of truths, which is ba fear-based. All of associated their truths, with, and they're both true. Yeah. All of their truths are fear-based. All of your truths are sovereign-based. And when we get a little bit confused, that's when we're in the water. We can't figure which way is up, so we just ask you. <laughs> right. Got it. And I say that way, there's no fear. This way, there's fear. Take pick your pick. Take your pick. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. Okay. Well, that makes it much more clear, because, you know, it is it is true that what we focus our attention on does become more apparent, right? Mm -hmm. So recently, we've been focusing our attention on instant manifestation. Yes. And doing some very serious um, homework about it. Yeah, the the workshop that I'm doing in January mm -hmm. involves two months, or is it two months or three months of preparation, prep work. So basically the workshop already started. Oh, yeah. And I give homework that's specifically geared to remove any limitations to instant manifestation. And also the information and the data and everything. And then when we do the actual workshop I'll be doing the lectures and those will be um, released at the Ivans Academy mm -hmm. um, as the instant manifestation intensive <laughs> but yeah we're doing the work now man I gotta tell you it is an interesting life shift to have instant manifestation in your toolkit because I mean we've talked about it we've thought about it we've done a, like a little bit of it now and again and like today I was on we were on a boat and we were getting ready to paint the bottom right and we have our rollers and our sticks and that and all, all the fiddles and bobbles that we need and we were needing a stick that goes in the end of the roller to make it about three feet long instead of like a hand, hand long it's just a little stick with a little bit of threads on the end and I mean, like on a 70-foot boat, we haven't hauled it out for three years. Literally, there's stuff everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I don't want to go to the store. I just want to, let's get this done because we need to move today. We have things to do. I was like, how about I, I'll just instant manifest a stick with the screw thing on the end. And I'll just go get it. And so I jumped on a boat and I walked in on the wheelhouse and I grabbed it. Brand new. Never used. Pristine. <laughs> clean a foot and a half long stick that screws into the end of your roller now <laughs> i gotta say that 
on the boat, you know, a lot of grease, a lot of rust, a lot of stuff, dirty, piled clothes, tools. There was zero, zero, zero chance that anything would be brand new still that had been in a drawer for three years of dragging yeah. and an old big old diesel boat. So when I said I'm going to just instantly manifest it instead, and I walked up into the wheelhouse and I just put my hands in and I grabbed it, and it was brand, brand new clean. It was all the evidence that you ever need to, yep, that was instant manifestation. It's nice to have that part of your life activating. Yes, yes. So, that's sweet. Thank you. Yeah. There were three or four other things I just played with it most of the day, but <laughs> it's a nice addition to your life toolkit. I mean, the sovereign, fearless paradigm includes instant manifestation as part of your everyday experience. Yes. And the volume that you turn it up is dependent on the experience you want to have. Yeah, and how much you have processed your fear. Because a lot of us, it, people on the planet, have diminished their instant manifestation capacity because they're ruled by fear. So mm. you're going to instant manifest what you feel strongly about or what you want or what you're thinking about in instant manifestation and if you're full of fear, then it's going to be extremely fearful things that you're going to manifest. So my stick might have had slivers on it, or what? What? My um, stick for my paint roller, if I was to instant manifest it with fear. Might be broken. Broken or dirty, yeah. I don't know. Slivers. Splinter, yeah, slivery. splinter your hands and you have to get you a get tetanus slivers, shot. Get tetanus shot. Oh, they yeah, we just, babies. We, just, <laughs> <laughs> we just learned about the tetanus shot. Oopsie. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Do not do that. Not if you want babies. But if you don't want babies. Yeah, it's eh, good. Just yeah. go get a tetanus shot. Be yeah. fine. <laughs> if you're curious about that, it's on Talk With Me now. <laughs> I shared the link. Okay. I was shocked. So Talk With Me as a Telegram group. Talk With Me Now is a Telegram group that is associated and attached to Walk With Me Now, which is the empowerment platform. And um, we talk a lot in Talk With Me Now. <laughs> yeah, we do. We we do. So if you need a rock in the middle of a raging stream, I highly suggest it. Yeah. You're free to swim around, but it's nice to have a rock to jump on once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, kind of related, um, maybe a lot related... The last two chapters of my latest book, which the first tra the first draft you can find at walkwithmenow.com. Um, the Return, the Earth yes, Files. Yeah, The Return is the Earth Files from the Return series. The first book being, of course, The Return. Yeah, if you haven't read it, read it. <laughs> the last two chapters talk about this a lot. It, talk about, it talks about spontaneous things happening which is what we might call instant manifestation and how the orchestration happens a long time before it's just invisible to us mm. and then we think it suddenly happens when in fact it, it was orchestrated way before and the stories in linear time and the creation of our constant creation of this matrix is part of that part of that um, when you make a decision today, it affects the past, basically. Right, because linear time isn't linear? No. It's just our brains, that's the way that we can perceive interpret. or uh, interpret physical reality. And so we invented linear time, but it's not actually real. So 
from the the book I talk a little bit about that but I also talk about the the fear paradigm and how insidious it is in disempowering individuals and taking away their their force and their life force and their the whole thing um but ho however it also talks about the free will behind that choice and free will as a divine eternal being your free will is absolute now when it comes to you being a human being you can see that your free will can be manufactured right. or manipulated or informed informed <laughs> right your so but one thing that I've learned a long time ago, and it was that if you base a decision on fear, the results are not going to be good. And this is not new knowledge. I didn't invent this. I didn't bring it in originally. I mean, this is in, like, um, in Buddhist scriptures, and I'm pretty sure in many, many other scriptures as well, but the one that I'm familiar with with regards to religions is Buddhism. So it's not new. And you can probably think back in your life any times that you took decisions out of fear, they were not good decisions. Um, it might. There's a lot of val validation for saying, oh, well, if you're afraid, you have to take action from there because it's flight or fight or flight, or blah, 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 blah. But fight or flight is not something that you were supposed to be living with day in and day out your entire life. It was a very rare occurrence when a you know saber-toothed tiger came running after you and if you're ter petrified guess what you're gonna cook its dinner if you were not petrified you run right or you fought because it's not just fight or flight it's also standing still petrified mm -hmm. so that those are the the you know, kind of things that people say that are not actually true yeah, it seems like fear is used instead of instead of it being the, an indicator, it's a tool for manipulation. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, it's reasonably reasonable to have a healthy respect for a crocodile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's cautious. I think fear Street would be smarts. the word that we'd use to describe the feeling we get when we're standing next to a crocodile whose mouth is open and he's ready to run at you. Mm -hmm. So you feel fear. Yes. And that tells you, hey, take In this situation, situation seriously, which yes. is the cyber-tooth tiger. Yeah. Right. But that same stress situation is used to manipulate you, too, to make you afraid of a coil of rope in the closet, which is just a coil of rope, but you've been told it's a snake by an authority. Right. Yeah. And so you're afraid of a coil of rope, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. Terrified of it. Yeah. Because ever since you were a child, you've been taught stay away from snakes because they'll kill you. Mm -hmm. And so, that's a snake. And that's a snake in the closet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a topsy-turvy way to create a reality. Well, is this a reality that we wanted to create? Or is this a reality that was manufactured for us and we fell into it and we're swimming around in this deep water of raging current full of a manufactured fear world and we kind of lost our way? So nobody else created it. The human collective decided to have this experience on planet Earth. Everybody co-creates this all the time. Co-creates it all the time. Okay, it's not like... It wasn't... We're not victim aggressors here. 
We're literally the creators of the entire paradigm. Right. So how come we're tired of that fear paradigm and some people ain't? They and why are they so frustrating? <laughs> they decided they're not done with that game. Because what when I came in, and for many years until 2011, the agreement was, and we talked about this last week in the mm -hmm. podcast, everybody was going to have an expansion of awareness, everybody was going to become part of the universal human collective and travel universes and worlds and not universes but worlds and everything right Galaxies so have the 2012 that. experience for real ish kind of kind yeah. of i mean a lot yeah. of those 2012 things some of them were the end of the world is going to happen but some of them were mm. like aliens will be real and they land on the ground and blah blah blah, 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 blah you blah. know yeah. anyway but do you notice that all the things that you said are external events Oh, yeah, because that's what's supposed to happen. External stuff that you don't do or create or co-create. No, you just or see somebody, it, experience right? and watch. Yeah. You get to watch the show. Yeah. You said we'll get your popcorn. Yeah, well, that's because I knew nothing was going to happen. Man, that was such a bummer, too. Yeah. I did go because to a 2012 party. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Were you disappointed? Yeah, because happen. the channeling wasn't all that great. The what? The channeling wasn't all that oh, great. Oh, Yeah, and the uh, dinner was okay. Did you say beloved? Yeah, there was that in there. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, what am I doing here? <laughs> Whenever I hear beloved, I go, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So anyways, yeah. Anyways. Um, so then topics. in 2011, the decision was taken hmm. to put it to vote on the planet Earth. Right. To see uh, the entire human collective or just some, because... There was an objection, free, right? Yeah, the free will. You see, they brought in the clause of free will. It's uh, against the free will of those individuals who are not done with the low-frequency game to take them into the next level of awareness. And that was lightworkers. And then it was voted, and the shocking part of it was that the majority who voted to keep the light-dark paradigm going were lightworkers. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So anyways, yeah, it was a vote, uh, but originally you're right, it was everybody. Um, and now it's you embody the new paradigm, you embody it and you'll see the entire, your entire reality will shift. And part of the work that I'm doing with this group of individuals who are the first instant manifestors on the planet, group, organized group, mm. um, for reals, not bullshit, is, is that, is stepping into the new paradigm. Stepping into the new paradigm. Creating it. And creating it. Being it. Being it. Embodying being it. it. That's how you create it. You embody it. You embody are Embody it. It's part of your life. It's part of your day. Mm -hmm. And to do that, of course, you step into instant manifestation. And to step into instant manifestation, you very quickly learn that you have to get rid of all your low programming, low level programming, low frequency programming, fear stuff. Because otherwise, you're screwed. I did have to do a little bit of that before we left the boat yeah yeah because there was quite a few open door opportunities mm -hmm. because of the um physical things that we had with us imagine this we have your jeep mm -hmm. it's what about 10 feet long mm -hmm. and we had a giant 2500 pound steel pipe boom mm -hmm. with winches on it mm -hmm. It's 25 feet long. Mm -hmm. It's two and a half times longer than your Jeep. 
Okay. And it weighs as much. Wow. And we had a trailer. Remember that trailer I bought at Ray's? Yeah. That used that's been sitting there in the backyard for five years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's it had a, a flat tire. It's a homemade trailer, right, with these boards on it that yeah. are a little bit, you know, soft. Well, that's what we towed it all the way from Port Townsend to Port Angeles on. And when we um, got ready to leave, we checked the tires and they were all cracked. And one was going flat again, so we pumped up some more air in it. Mm -hmm. And we tightened down the pipes with chains. And the <laughs> chains sucked the pipe into the boards. And they're like, because the boards aren't super oh, strong no. and they're real bendy. So I looked underneath and the suspension is held together by these rusty bolts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And so when we um, push on the back of the pipe at the very, very, very end of it, uh -huh. it makes the back of your Jeep lift off the ground. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit sketchy, right? It is very <clears throat> sketchy, yeah. And so what I had to do was some bit of processing and look at it. And, um, you know, so I needed to get to Port Angeles before 5 o'clock to mm -hmm. drop that trailer off mm -hmm. with the pipe on it. And it takes about an hour, hour and a half or so. Depends yeah. on how fast you go. And um, we needed to do our podcast, and we tried to do it on the phone. And right when we were doing it, it didn't work. Our podcast no, didn't, didn't work. We couldn't didn't. talk. No. So it was clear we should do that when I get home. And that was also like, okay, thanks. I can take this trailer and this pipe thing and take it all the way to where it needs to go to get welded. And I went outside and we just finished up the painting. And the next part would be painting some black stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it started to rain. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, time to get in the truck and yeah. drive now. Okay. The Time Lord thing said, yes, time right now. now. And so we started to put it all together and get ready and tighten all these things. And all this stuff started to get sketchy. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, that will be fine. That will be fine. That will be fine. Everything's fine. Don't, do not stress about these kind of things. These are not big deals. Yeah, the tire's old and it's cracked. And it could go flat, but this is not going to go flat. Oh, yes, this bolt is pretty sketchy. It's a little rusty and oh, it's not put together that well. But this will be fine. Oh, the Jeep is not quite big enough to be towing this thing. <laughs> and I know the consequences of a, but that's not going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be a problem because it's not. So, I mean, I touched on all these things, but I processed them. Yeah. I didn't just allow them to be a giant scare that brought with me. I looked at it and went, no, not that one. Nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. There's nothing to be concerned about. We will mm -hmm. be perfectly fine. And then when I started driving, there were there was a very clear speed limit, which was forty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you drove forty miles an yes, hour. Yes, we oh drove forty. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, if we got past forty, then started shaking. No, we started to move into a different paradigm. Oh, <laughs> Let's okay. just say that. Yeah. So when we got to forty-seven, the pipe would start swinging like this. Whoa. It wants to dance. Wow! So don't go that fast. And if we go over a bump, the back end would come up. So don't go over bumps. Okay. And when they would get to be 30 cars behind us, it's I would instantly manifest a slow vehicle pullout. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And this time, unlike all the other times, we didn't pass any police. Wow. Every other time, there were like a lot of police around. And our wow. trailer didn't have fenders, so. Or registration. Or registration or license plates. Or honestly, anything. We did have a red sweatshirt for a flag oh good that was good and we were gonna you know we wanted to get to port angeles before it got dark 
we got to Port Angeles exactly before it got dark. Nice. Yeah, and they were done with our boat trailer. Mm -hmm. He was happy to see us. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went, and it was funny because Dan, who's very experienced with um, these type events, <laughs> usually with much more <laughs> appropriate equipment. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that was amazing. Because yeah. <laughs> he was a bit worried about yes. getting there on time and then before dark. And, yeah. you know, he was confident in my abilities and skills. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's experienced. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was a good partner. He didn't um, stress or worry or fear. He just, let's just, I'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, he was willing to jump in the truck and go. Right. Our deckhand was fine with it because all he, he didn't know anything one way or the other. He just put <laughs> he just his placed. headphones on and, oh yeah, the world's fine. <laughs> Larry's got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I took a picture. You'd laugh if you saw it. Oh my gosh. It was quite, quite, quite the thing. It reminded me of those giant log trucks that come by with the thing that goes out the back, you know. Yeah. That's way, way back there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, it, you know. So yeah, it was important. And I, as I stood there, I did process those fears. I did look at the manifestation that I was coming with. I did consider all of those things and put them fine. I think part of the manifestation is what you talked about, the 40 miles an hour. Because if you had stuck to your usual habits and gone over that, say, even if it was the speed limit of 60 or whatever in that road is. Mm -hmm. It's it 60. Have, yeah, it would have failed. That would have failed because you wouldn't have listened to the knowing of how to bring this manifestation forward in a healthy, good way. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you're um, invulnerable to all and anything. Exactly. It means that you, you navigate, navigate it. The manifestation. Navi yes. Yeah. You navigate yeah. it with information, with data, with um, the feelings, the knowings. You navigate it, and when you put all the pieces together in that navigation, you will reach your goal. It felt like becoming an expanded awareness of the whole entirety, right. not being the thing driving it, but yeah. being the entire thing, being dri moving. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when I got to forty, forty-five, as I moved, I could feel the sense of everything. No, nope. slow, yeah. slow, slow. And then it just like went on autopilot for the rest of the time. Once we were in tune, it was basically mm -hmm. autopilot. Yeah, that's how it works. It was nice. Yeah. But yeah, you definitely better process your fears. <laughs> yes. I could send that gun sideways fast. Right, yeah. Yeah. Now you can see why decisions made out of fear don't end well. Right. Well, I am... Um, As opposed to caution. I'm, caution, yeah, and fear, different things. They're very, very different. And, you know, I am... Um, we can look at this and we can examine it and we can t massage it and look at... Here's a thing I could have done. I could have said, mm, this trailer's not safe. I think I should go rent one, a bigger one, and bring a bigger truck. Mm -hmm. And go do it that way instead. 
That would have also been a good decision. And he, we did, we that would have been a decision out of somewhat caution, but also fear of the thing that I have that I'm not capable of. I guess reading everything. I'm not capable of manifesting the outcome that I want with what I have and the time and the pressure and the, it's not even pressure but it felt like orchestration so I felt like I was being a part of things that were orchestrating according to a they were all in space right all in mm -hmm. place all in time everything that I needed was provided instantly I mean the tire was flat we brought a air compressor with us but we didn't have the part that goes on the tire <laughs> we had the thing that sprays the so it's like instant manifest of how are we going to get one of those i don't want to leave it's all hooked up and everything else standing next to me a brand new okay it's not brand new it's maybe 10 years or five years old 80 foot Five million, ten million dollar yacht is just getting put on blocks right next to us, mm -hmm. and there's some strange guy, random guy standing there with a coat, and you know he's—I don't know if it's his boat or who this guy is. I said, "Dang, we need one of these air thingy digga jiggers." He said, "Oh, we got tons of them." I was like, <laughs> "Can I use it?" He's like, "Of course." <laughs> Here, psh, psh, fill it instantly. So we got our air, you know. So it felt. Like it was orchestrated and instant, all of the things that we needed, the chains, everything fit perfect. Everything was perfect. There were things that had concern, but... You were covered. We felt covered, so it was okay to proceed. Yeah. Fear would have said, stop. Well, part of the fear is from the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Or that you don't trust your own intuition or knowing. Right. And if you base it on that, yeah, it's better off that you don't do it, Right. Right. Don't go there. And it's true. It's like, I'm not saying that fear is wrong. I'm saying is, you either choose fear or you don't. It's very, right. very possible we could have went and rented a bigger trailer, gone faster, and... It'd be fine. Crashed. Or been fine. Or crashed. Or been fine. Or crashed. <laughs> if the If the choosing... Because it's a very fine line, and I want us to understand this fine line, okay? So there's a fine line between cautious or choosing another another path, not because you're terrified or afraid, but because basically you um, you understand that you're not capable or fully able to do something, right? Two, taking a decision out of fear. So if you had gone. 47 whatever miles an hour because you were afraid of being late then that wouldn't have followed through the decision right. or the reading of that the information. That would be different. If you weren't sure about everything and all the dots that you saw and everything that you put together you weren't 100% sure of it and you were afraid that you would crash then out of the caution not like it's a different type of fear is the caution of, I'm not 100% known about this, I'm going to rent a truck instead. I wouldn't call that a fear-based decision. I would have called that an alternative decision. Do you see? You no, don't see the difference? Not, I'm not clear. I mean, because I did consider that, that that would be a safer 
choice would be to get a commercial trailer and all these other things. It wasn't necessary, but it would probably be safer, you know. But it also th felt unnecessary. I know, uh, I know. In this case, it's not clear, and that's probably probably why it's so muddy. And what we're talking about is choosing things out of fear. So, the trailer looks a bit sketchy. The bolts and things. I'm not certain that they'll hold together. The tires. I might get a flat. The Jeep's too small. I mean, there were a lot of. I guess you wouldn't even consider them, some of them to be red flags. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. There was a bunch of them. Any one of them could have made it so that we're on the side of the road with a flat tire or the pipe bust through the trailer like our sailboat to that, mm -hmm. you know, and the chain's loose or, you know, there's things. But I felt certain that no matter what occurred, we could handle them, you know? Yeah. So there's that certainty. That was a certainty right. that I felt without a doubt. It's like the tires are going to be fine. Mm -hmm. The worst so when you have that case certainty, of consideration, right. like it's a flaw. Yes, you it, have no that deal. certainty. Yes. You have the certainty of no matter what happens, I know I can fix it. I can I'll handle figure it. it out. I'll I, figure it out. I'll handle right. it. I'll handle it. It's not you a big have deal. That certainty. Right. Do you see? That's what made the decision the right decision. That certainty. Right. Right. When you don't have that certainty 100%, then the right decision would have been to go and get a truck. Right. It's not fear-based. It's certainty-based. Certainty-based. Right. Also, today, while we were getting ready to do our podcast, and I was, we were trying it out on the um, Zoom, mm -hmm. I was texting Brad, I'm pretty sure his name's Brad, our boat um, haul-out manager okay <laughs> to tell him that cancel on friday we'll just do our monday and um because we hadn't quite finished painting all of the stuff and i thought well we could use the weekend to get more help and there's no rush really it's a hundred dollars difference or something it's not like gonna make a big difference in the cost of our haul out and we get more time and then we don't feel rushed about this or that other thing and i was typing it out and i got about half of it done and i deleted it and canceled it and said no we're getting the water on friday we're not done, but the part that we're not done with it, it doesn't matter. We need, we should go on Friday. I felt certain mm -hmm. that it needed to go on on Friday and not on Monday. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it's the same certainty I felt about the trailer. Oh, I know this stuff looks sketchy. I know probably if you were, um, I don't know, um, picky about things, you would look at that and say, this is never going to work. But I'm certain that it's going to be fine. Those are certainties. Mm -hmm. So those might be connected into the no fear or the sovereign paradigm, right? Right. That's the instant manifestation thing. Right. But when you look at the thing and you have the certainty, why do you think I have the certainty Friday, not Monday, for example? I already checked the weather. Friday or Monday, either one's fine. Mm -hmm. And... I guess we'll find that on Monday, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose. What about Friday? Because the boat goes in the water on Friday, and then we we're planned to drive it to Port Angeles, and then finish whatever painting we wanted to do in Port Angeles, where it's sunny. We can, uh -huh. you know. But if there's no room in Port Angeles, we'll take the boat all the way home to Nia Bay. So we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But there was certainty not Monday. It was in the middle of it, cancelled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I guess we'll see on Monday. 
Yeah. Okay. Do it's you have great. any feeling for it? No, I have. The, I mean, no. <laughs> have you had that experience before where you're... Yeah, last October when I said, okay, I'll just tell them what to do. Build these structures, build these new systems because you're going to need them. It was certain, 100%. I didn't know why, mm -hmm. but I knew we would find out. Okay. That was that certain. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, well, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> so... But going back to the fear-based decisions as opposed to cautious decisions or knowing decisions, the energies are very different, very, very different. And like we talked about last week, you know, when my friend says she's terrified, she used those words. She used those words. She's terrified. Yeah, that's different than I'm certain. Exactly. She didn't say I'm certain. She said I'm terrified. Right. That's the difference. It's a difference. Yeah, there's a very big difference. Now I can say if uh, the whole time that I was driving I was terrified, I'm pretty sure things wouldn't probably have gone quite so smooth in an instrumentifying sovereign. And the reason is very easy to see. If you were terrified while you were driving, you your brain wouldn't have been functioning properly because when you're terrified... It stops the brain, the brain functioning properly, right? There's less it blood does. going to the brain, so you know, don't see something coming, or you don't notice that the thing is swinging in the back, or whatever it is. You know, you look overreact for is all it took. Yeah, all when we started things. swinging, all you had to do was one wrong move, and it's like unrecoverable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when you're not terrified and you're not driving terrified then you're able to use your full capacity to stay in control of the situation. You know? mm. It's very, very different. If you were terrified, you miss things, you make mistakes, and you attract the like energy, right? You do, yeah, yeah. because probably somebody else with an open door might swerve into your lane oh, and absolutely. cause you to uh, swerve, and swerve which then it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a co-creation. It is a co-creation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's why if you're in the fear paradigm, you have a ton of co-creators oh helping you be completely right uh -huh, and uh -huh. they can prove it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. They oh. know a first responder, you know, that knows that they've seen lots of people die. Lots of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works that way. So when I see these things happening, the fear is being spreading and every spread and stuff like that, I just pause and look, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is good. This is good to see because, yeah, if it takes away your rights, but also if it fills the population with fear, that's the other big red flag. If it's created out of fear, then most definitely it's a manipulation thing. So. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Who wants that? Well, the ones that are choosing the fear paradigm, of course. So that's the, a collective thing. They all collectively want to go have that thing. Yes, they do. There isn't. Is there any anyone who like receives a great deal of benefit or energy from that? That's like interested in manufacturing it to continue. You know. Um, I mean, the co-creator, the giant co-creator with it? Is there one yeah, of those? There's, well, there's other co-creators uh, that invited the human collective to have 
and a shared experience to go explore what it's like to be in a low-frequency paradigm. Those are the co-creators that benefit from it. Okay. Right? They're dark-sourced beings. I suppose but they cannot do it without our consent. It's impossible. They cannot do it. That's why they have to get the consent. Even manufactured consent? Absolutely. But that was the loophole that brought you here, remember? What? Because people's free will was being violated by being <laughs> consent tricked out of them. Remember that? You have to express it a little bit better because I don't know what you're talking about. So remember you said there was a request and in the request there was the loophole that people's free will was being violated because their consent was being and their agreement was being basically tricked out of them. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't remember. I don't remember. You'd need to. Mm. Maybe you can bring it up in the next, you know, in our next podcast after you get the reference. I'm pretty sure you'll find it in the comments of this <laughs> podcast. If anybody's listened to this far, they will probably Simone, remember that. help us! <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. Well, how do you describe what it was? What what was the reason that you were brought or incarnated here at this time? Well, there was a request. I remember there was a request. I think that many, many people listening to us right now, this podcast, can relate to having answered a request from the human collective of Earth and Gaia to come in and assist the human collective in stepping out and away from the low frequency paradigm which they had agreed to have and then they were done with it. Right. Many, many people can relate to that. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. So that's the first part of, I think, if I rem I think I know what you're talking about would be, I wasn't just talking about me, I was talking about all the light workers that came into the planet. Yep. Right. And well, not all of the light workers, because some of them prefer to have it continue. Remember, <laughs> right? A very large number of them. Obviously, enough number. of them to change the vote. Yes. Although I didn't know it was a vote, I thought it was consensus. Where, well, it is kind of. You get the one you want. At the end of the day, yes. Nowadays, now that was part of it. Is that consensus? the new woke yeah. paradigm where you get whatever yeah. it is you want? It's always been that way. Oh. Just so they felt like they're free will was being violated by having to step away step away from the, from light, the light dark, dark paradigm when yes. it was over yes it's over today it's over and the planet says okay it's over and you say but i'm not done exactly and that's honored yes that's honored but where here on this planet for how long it was said for three generations okay until everybody faces out you know okay they may take themselves out by their own hands even right yeah good plan they might do, they might yeah. do that yeah. well i guess when you watch a physical split happen you know you just have to, to remember one thing what step away from the fear yes and let it crumble uh -huh. yeah. okay yeah that's very simple very Easily reason. said and not very hard to do, honestly. If you right. need tools. And fear, righteousness. Righteousness. Defensiveness. Savior. Savior. Martyrs. Martyr. All of those. All those energies. They're the same. They're all the same. Step away from those.
Don't even play with them. Just go, just drop them. Drop them! Drop it. <laughs> drop it. <laughs> okay. I think we've gone on long enough. <laughs> right. I feel like we've covered it now. Do you feel complete? We are so totally complete. Good. I love you, Annie. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.